0: Amen. Let us turn together this evening to the New Testament and to Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians and the chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. It is good to see you here tonight in this time of Bible study and prayer. And I just want to come briefly to God's word tonight. And then we'll get to our season of prayer together. But Ephesians and the chapter 5, we'll move down the chapter to the 11th verse. Ephesians 5 and the verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. We'll end there at verse 21. And may the Lord add his blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. Tonight, I would want to draw your attention to the words of verse 18, Ephesians 5 and the verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And I want to speak tonight for just a little time on being filled with the Spirit. Paul was writing to the believers at Ephesus, and Ephesus was a pagan society, a society where alcohol played a very major role. Everything in society seemed to revolve Around alcohol. And it was therefore not unlike the society in which we find ourselves living in today, especially over Christmas time and the New Year period. It seems that there is a vast amount of alcohol that is consumed. And of course, there is a heavy price to pay for that because such a lifestyle will inevitably inevitably bring with it that time of heartache and misery. These Ephesian Christians, they had been saved from such a lifestyle. They had been saved from such practices. And therefore, Paul is writing to them, in this verse of Scripture, using an illustration that they could well understand. And he says to them, "'And be not drunk with wine.'" That was happening all around them. And they, perhaps by past experience, before they were converted, they would have known of that. And he says to them now, "'Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess.'" but be filled with the Spirit. And Paul writes to them in a way that they could well understand the message that he was conveying to them. And he was speaking to them about being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And we think of how it's put here in this verse of Scripture. There's the command... To be filled. The words in the latter part of the verse, but be filled with the Spirit. It's put by way of a command to God's people be ye filled. This is a clear command. I didn't want to try and look at too much this evening in one go, so at least over a couple of weeks, I want us to consider this verse of Scripture. And God willing, we can go on to see that there's the contrast in the verse to the infilling of the Spirit, and the contrast is being drunk with wine. And we'll come to to see that, and the Ephesians understood the parallels that the Apostle Paul was drawing. It's all to do with being under the influence and being under control. And they were either going to be under the influence of the wine and under the control of the wine, or in being filled with the Spirit. They would be under the influence of God, the Holy Spirit. And they would be there knowing the filling of the Spirit and under the control of the Spirit. And then, furthermore, I would want us to think about the consequence Of being filled with the Spirit. What does it really mean to be filled with the Spirit? What is it that the Apostle Paul is referring to? And what is the result of being filled with the Spirit? And so rather than try to cover all of that in the one evening, I want to confine our thoughts tonight to the command. And the command in this verse of Scripture is to be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. And a few simple thoughts on the command to be filled. Firstly, the realization in this command. And there's that conscious realization that we need to be filled. We need to be filled. That's why the command is here. When we begin to think about it, we soon come to that realization. And we understand why the Lord in his word would command us to be filled. Because we realize of ourselves only too well that we cannot live the Christian life in our own strength and of necessity. We need the filling of God's Spirit. We're so conscious of our own inability. We're so conscious of our lack of power that we don't have the power of ourselves to live for the Lord, and we don't have the power of ourselves to labor for the Lord. And so when we begin to think about it, we come to that realization that living for the Lord cannot be accomplished in our own strength and using our own resources. There must be a realization that we need the infilling of God's Spirit. One commentator described this verse as the most important verse in the New Testament. They explained, "If you cannot obey this verse, then you cannot obey any other verse." We must first, as the priority, we must first be filled with the Spirit, and therefore he would say it's the most important verse in the New Testament. And we realize that in our life and in our labors, we need this infilling of the Holy Spirit of God, and therefore the command is given, be filled with the Spirit. I know that when I come to God's Word, when I open up the Bible and we begin to read God's Word, we soon come to that realization afresh, we need the help of the Spirit. We need the infilling of the Spirit. We need the author of the book to come and to enlighten our hearts and to reveal the things of God to us. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Their foolishness unto him neither can he know them, for they're spiritually discerned. Whenever we come to read in God's Word, We should always pray for the help and for the filling of God, the Holy Spirit. And it comes not only to the Word of God, but to our walk with God. And we read in God's Word how we're to walk worthily of the Lord. Well, if we're ever going to do that, we need the filling of the Holy Spirit. And we come to that realisation In our walk with God, we need to have the help of God, the Holy Spirit, in our witness for God. Oh, how we, as I mentioned earlier, lack that power, and we need the cutting edge of the Holy Spirit of God. We know that we need to be filled, and therefore, when we come to this verse, and we come to this command, and it says, be filled with the Spirit, there's a realization that we need it. We need it. Then you notice in the second place the responsibility in this command. As it is a command, that must be obeyed. We must actively seek to obey this command. And therefore, we must actively seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Having the infilling of the Spirit is not something that is optional for the Christian. It's commanded for the Christian, and therefore we have a responsibility to seek that infilling. It's not something that we just sit back and hope that it happens. No, there's a command here, and we have a duty, we have a responsibility to as far as possible, humanly speaking, we should seek to fulfill that command. Actively seek the infilling of the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit of God has been promised to the child of God. You could take verses even in the Old Testament, such as Ezekiel chapter 36 and the verse 27— And the Lord said there through the prophet, and I will put my spirit within you. And there's the promise away back in the Old Testament where the Lord had said of his people, I will put my spirit within you. The promised Holy Spirit of God. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. You see, we're not able of ourselves, not able of ourselves to walk in the ways of the Lord and to keep his judgments and his statutes to do them, but the Lord promises, I will put my spirit within you. And, of course, when you come over into the New Testament Scriptures and those familiar words in John chapter 14 and down there to... The Verse 16, And the Savior himself said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. I will put my Spirit within you, and the Savior is saying, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, and the comforter is the Holy Spirit of God the promised Holy Spirit of God. Then the book of the Acts, and the chapter 1, the verse 4, there you have the early church assembled together. And it says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. And so when the Lord in his resurrection had appeared to the disciples and he had promised them, the promise was the infilling of the Spirit and that the Lord would fulfill his word and his promise and would send the comforter. And he's telling them now, wait for that promise. And so they're gathered in the upper room and they're going to seek God's face in prayer. And they're praying for the promised Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 and verse 8, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And they're waiting before the Lord. And they're praying before the Lord for the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God. And I say tonight that as we would come to enter into this new year, and we have come into 2024, let us actively seek this infilling. Let us follow the example there of the early church to wait before the Lord in the attitude of prayer. And for all that lies before us in 2024, for all that we have planned in the will of the Lord by way of evangelism, by all that lies before us in things that we will encounter that we know not yet off. Let us pray. Let us actively seek the infilling of God's Spirit for our service, for our witness for the Lord. You could pray that prayer tonight earnestly. It doesn't have to be openly. But you can pray within your heart, Lord, fill me. Fill me with thy Spirit. Pour out of God the Holy Spirit upon me. The importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit of God, we have a responsibility to actively seek that infilling that has been promised to God's people. So we thought there a little bit about the realization in this command and then the responsibility in this command. But thirdly, the repetition in this command. Be filled with the Spirit. It's not a once-for-all command, and it's not a once-for-all experience as Some may claim some of God's people, you might hear them speaking about a second blessing. No, it's not a once-for-all experience, the infilling of the Spirit. It is a repeated experience, and therefore we're thinking about the repetition of this command because we need to be filled not just once, But we need to be filled again and again and again. Therefore, when we pray, we pray continually to be filled. We pray daily that we might be filled. We were thinking there of the early church in the book of the Acts, and, of course, they were there praying in the upper room, and they were praying for God the Holy Spirit to come. And on the day of Pentecost, as it's recorded in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit of God came, and that promise of the Lord was fulfilled. And it tells us in Acts 2 and verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled. All who were there gathered, they were all filled. That would have included Peter. He was there. Peter was the preacher on the day of Pentecost, and he preached in the infilling of the Spirit of God. And yet when you come on down through the book of Acts to chapter 4, and you come to the 8th verse, it says, Then Peter... Filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. And so Peter was filled in Acts chapter two, and we read here that he's filled again in Acts chapter four and the verse eight. It wasn't a once-for-all experience. He was filled again. you look in Acts chapter four and the verse thirty one. And it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. There's another infilling in the same chapter, and so if you put the Apostle Peter into that by way of example, he was filled in Acts chapter 2, he was filled again in Acts chapter 4, and here before Acts chapter 4 closes, he's filled again. There were times in Peter's life, and you would know it, when he wasn't filled with the Spirit. In fact, he acted contrary to the Spirit. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 16, when the Lord was asking them questions about his person, and Peter was the one who gave the answer, Whom do men say that I am, and then whom do ye say that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed that unto thee. Well, if Peter didn't get that from flesh and blood, where did he get it? He got it from the Holy Spirit of God. Flesh and blood hath not revealed that truth unto thee. But my Father which is in heaven, the Lord revealed it. Revealed it through the Spirit onto Peter. And there's Peter. And we would say at that point, he's filled with the Spirit. Wasn't flesh and blood. But in the same chapter, just a few verses later, Peter's going to be called Satan by the Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan. And therefore, he wasn't filled at that point with the Spirit. And so you can see how with the example of the apostle Peter, and we've looked at it even through the book of Acts as well, there were times in his life when he wasn't filled with the Spirit and he needed to be filled with the Spirit. And we can read of it time after time when he was filled. And if Peter is an example to us this evening, then we know that in our Christian lives, We cannot live out the Christian life in the energy of the flesh. We must seek the infilling of the Spirit of God. It's impossible to live for the Lord in our own strength. And therefore, this command to be filled is something that we must actively seek after. We must continually seek after. We must daily seek after. And the connection with prayer is not to be overlooked. The connection with prayer is not to be missed. They were praying when God the Holy Spirit came upon them. And as the apostles prayed, let us pray. And we can pray knowing that the Lord has promised In Luke 11 and 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? And over the Christmas time, those of our loved ones and maybe even the children or the grandchildren, the gifts have been given. You know how to give good gifts. How much more? How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Oh, would we fulfill the command tonight, be filled, be filled with the Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit that the Lord Jesus Christ promised that when he had died and rose again and ascended into heaven, that the Holy Spirit of God would come. At the beginning of 2024, It is great to see you in the midweek prayer meeting. So encouraging to see a good turnout tonight in the first meeting of this year. But let us give ourselves to prayer and to ask for the infilling of God the Holy Spirit. And throughout this year to ask for that continual and ongoing filling of the Holy Spirit of God. And God willing, next Tuesday night, well, it will not be me next Tuesday night, but the one after that, that we can come back and look again at this verse of Scripture.